Hey guys, before we dive into the show, I wanted to tell you about my new trailer music toolkit, which is 100% free and you can download it right now over at richardprin.com forward slash toolkit. This toolkit contains... Firstly, my perfect trailer cue blueprint. It also contains a handful of one-shot samples, like huge trailer hits, pings, plucks, brahms, booms, transitions, and downers. Perfect for beginners, pros, and everything in between. Okay, let's get into the episode. Hey guys, welcome to session number 26 of the Trailer Music Composers podcast. Let's get started. One man... And he's still got to decide whether he prefers white chocolate or dark chocolate. Welcome to the Trailer Music Composers Podcast. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Trailer Music Composers Podcast. And I've got quite an interesting topic for you today. Um, again, I, I think that this isn't the first time I've brought this stuff up, and I'm sure it's not going to be the last either uh, the topic here is is sample libraries right as a tool now if you're anything like me you're constantly fighting with an acceptable addiction for buying sample libraries you know it's that kind of like oh well, you know I probably need another piano I've got 34 already, but this one sounds different to the other 34 pianos I have. Same with all of them. Drum libraries. You hear a demo, and you go, blimey, those drums sound much bigger than my drums. I'm going to have to buy this drum library. You buy it, you load it, you forget about it. But what it's doing is it's creating a problem. And I don't mean, you know, burning a hole in your wallet, which is in itself a problem. What I mean is... It's creating a problem for your flow. And I mean your creativity when I talk about that. Um, So if you imagine this scenario, right? I mean, I always go back to a nice analogy. Okay, if you think about your creative work, like cooking. (laughs) You go into your kitchen or your your studio and uh, you go, okay, well, today I'm going to make a dish of epic proportions. You open up the cupboards and you think, okay, what have I got to start today? And imagine you open up the cupboards with tons and tons and tons of food. You've got tons of options, tons of choices, tons of decisions to make. Okay, flip that, you open up the cupboard, and there's three things in the cupboard. There's a red pepper, an onion, and a sweet corn. You go, well, I guess I'm making some peppery, oniony, sweet corny dish. Decision done. And you just get on with the job. Now, the same can be said for sample libraries. Not that you're going to make a peppery, sweet corny, oniony dish for your new trailer album. Um, although I would be keen to hear what that sounded like. I'm sure it sounds like I'm sure one of you is going to sam- sample a sweet corn for me now. Um, it's the... it's the lack of options being a good thing. Now I find myself in this situation at the moment. So for those of you who don't know, um, Vikram Goody and I have, are in the process of launching a music production school of epic proportions 
um, which is a, is career focused. It's called Protege. So any of you who don't know any any of it, uh, I'm sure you can find links to it through mine and Vic's social profiles, or you know, just search for Protege on any of the platforms. Anyway, advert done. Um, I'm recording courses for this. Well, we both are recording courses, but obviously mine is the composition side, Vix is the business side. So we're both recording our courses for our new production school. Uh, so I'm in the process of recording 30 courses, um, which ultimately, ultimately means that uh, I am producing not just a lot of tracks, but I'm having to make decisions constantly. Now, those of you who are anyway inclined to think about energy, not just on a spiritual level, but on, uh, you know, the the kind of the prana that you have that keeps your body functioning, your energy levels that keep you going through the day, any of you who are remotely interested in that notion should be considering the effects on your energy levels that making decisions takes. So when I'm doing all these courses, recording those courses, I'm realising, okay, I'm, I, I, okay, so today I'm teaching how to do uh, cinematic pop rock. So do a course on that for the students, and I'm having to make decisions about the sample libraries I choose, um, about the way I write, etc., etc. And then you know the next day I'll be re- recording a course on ambient piano, and I have to make my decisions on what I'm doing there and I'm noticing something the less decisions I make the more my energy remains constant you know and I'm pretty sure there is a lot of documentation on this thing called decision fatigue which is where you have to get off less noisy ground this ground is remarkably noisy although it it does make it sound like I'm walking on a bed of crisps um Anyway, maybe a bed of Doritos or or any other triangle-shaped crisps for that matter. Anyway, so let's get back to this decision fatigue. Because uh, I'm, you know, you know me. Uh, well, I think you do by now. You know, you know how much emphasis I place on fl- letting your creativity flow freely, unhindered by whatever it is that you're doing, so that you just let the music out and then release it to the world as uh, openly as possible. And if you've got something in this stage in the process, in your workflow, that is sapping that energy, it needs to be addressed. So, I mean, the quickest and easiest way to overcome this, which any of you who've done any of my courses will know, is to do a template. Uh, And, you know, any of you who follow uh, Christian Henson, you'll know he's a big fan of templates as well. Uh, templates solve the problem to an extent. So imagine I'm doing an epic orchestral track. I will load up my epic trailer template, which has about, I don't know, 75 channels in it. Now, although, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> check me out. I've got a massive template, which is color coded and awesome. I'm still having to make tons of decisions tons of decisions and it's incredibly tiring so how do we overcome that even when we have a template Um, and it's all about restrictions so going back to the uh, peppery sweet corny goodness 
and and what I'm doing at the moment, you know, I'm I'm loading up this file, and I'm 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 very aware that I'm going to be creating a track in a certain style, and I will have a template in mind or a template in use, and I will have instruments in mind or instruments in use, and I will say, okay, well, how's about this, guys? How's about we go about getting the sound we want without loading up another sample? Because we're, well, I mean, you could, one could argue, hold on, aren't you surely making a decision then as to what creative effect you're going to apply to your channel strip anyway? And I'd say, yeah, that's a fair point, Jim. Um, but in this instance, it's a different type of decision. It's a creative problem-solving decision. It works in that rather than thinking, which library am I choosing, loading up a load of libraries and just listening... Uh, with a passive ear almost. You know you know the one, when you're loading up a library, you just press the key, listen to it, and go, nope. Load up a lo- another library, press the key, and go, nope. And you just sat there like a robot going, no, 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 no. The amount of hours I've spent on Omnisphere doing that is outrageous. Um, but when you're sat there and you've got one patch of strings loaded, say it's... Uh, legato strings from Albion 1 because that's me, let's face it that's pretty much all I ever load up I've loaded up Albion and I'm going okay, I've got this great patch but I want to have a synth sound uh, and I haven't got a synth loaded into my template now to solve my decision fatigue problem rather than then going okay, which synth do I load up which synth patch do I load up and then, and then opening that can of worms why don't I just go like this okay, well, I've got strings what can I do to make these strings sound the way I want them to. So you're essentially putting on your hat as sound designer at the same time, and you're thinking creatively still. You're not sitting there as like a, a gatekeeper to the best sound. You're, th- you're thinking with problem-solving in mind. You're thinking creatively, and that's the difference, guys. There are still decisions to be made, of course, about the, cha- the, the what effects you have in the channel strip and what you do with your uh, summed track or whatever it is you're going to be doing with it. You know, uh, you know, what type of cassette tape am I going to run it through to give it that old-fashioned bite? Uh, you know, all those things. They're creative thinking problems. They're not passive. And that's a huge deal. So we want to sort of get over this decision fatigue by limiting the sample libraries you load up. And, you know, as always with these podcasts, especially when I'm walking around, not so much the interviews because I'm not exactly interviewing them to solve my own problems, although they often do when I interview them. Anyway, uh, I'm out of here kind of to, to, to remind myself what have I learned this week producing these courses. So if, uh, I'm on course 10 today. Um, And I'm getting faster and quicker at doing these courses because I'm realising this thing that I'm relying too heavily on having a huge arsenal of sample libraries and not relying on my own creativity to give me the results I need and want. It's, It's like, you know, this is the thing, the other thing I found with interviewing other composers and speaking to them, I find that... These guys who who produce this sound, I am envious of. Do you know what? They're using the same libraries. They're not, and they they are using the same plugins. They're not sitting there with a magic red button that says "awesome" on it. Although I'd like that, someone should make that. Um, they're loading up damage. They're loading up 
whatever it is, sound toys, which, uh, let's face it, we're all doing those two things. And they're producing amazing results because they have an imposed limitation. And that's the wonderful thing about what we do, is the limitations from our sounds that we have have bred such incredible creativity. You know, uh, so the students in the Trader Music School, when we do our monthly briefs, briefs, <laughs> I don't think, monthly briefs, they send me these tracks and we're like, ooh, that vocal sounds nice. And they say, oh no, it's not actually a vocal, it's a cello sample of mine that I've just messed with. And you go, whoa, that's cool. And that's the wonderful thing. We could all just have a limitation of like one sample library and say, right guys, fire away, let's see what we can produce. And the creativity that would be brought to the table would be absolutely huge in comparison to loading up all the string libraries you've got and just being like, okay, I guess I'll chuck this on because it sounds cool. Um, so I, I, challenge you, I challenge you to a duel, sir. <laughs> no, obviously I don't have a sword. Uh, and, you know, it would be a... I'm going off on one again, aren't I? Right, I challenge you to next time you sit down at your computer, you think about the track you're going to write or plan to write or want to write. So let's say it's a hybrid orchestral track. I challenge you to load up one synth and one string patch and one brass patch or even just one string patch or one synth patch. Just like bring your limitations to the table. Don't load up all of the drum libraries you have, just load up one of them and see what you can produce. You'll be blown away, firstly, by how awesome you are, uh, but secondly, how much more energy you have as a result of not having to constantly make these decisions. And I'm speaking specifically to those of you who fall prey to the synth patch preset um, pit of doom you know okay so i need a pad let's go through all of the pads in alphabetical order and of course the pad you want is in w isn't it um you know and i fall prey to that quite regularly and that's why i often fall back on creative effect use over loading the synth patches unless i already know which synth patch i'm going to be loading because then that saves me a bunch of time as well so just try that out next time you sit down to write your track. Just think, okay, what can I do to uh, impose like a limitation on my own writing so that perhaps the creative, the createst person inside me will step up and bring their best game. Uh, because actually I've, I've noticed that in myself it's been a huge boost to my energy. And this is what this podcast is all about. I'm on those crisps again, aren't I? Um, for any of you, just, just to kind of add to the picture, guys, I'm walking in a giant forest with a bed of nachos and sort of giant vegetarian hot dog trees with blooms of lettuce leaves. It's, it's immense. Uh, oh, look, a uh, Doritos dip pool. Uh, anyway... <laughs> I'm, I think all this lockdown has like changed my mind. I, I've, it's turned my brain sour uh, in a good way, you know, like sour cream. Anyway, 
I'm wittering on, but the point is this. Save yourself some energy, improve your creative problem solving, and limit your sample libraries. You don't need as many as you think. And just, this is for me as well, guys. You don't need that next sample library you're about to fork out $300 on. You don't need it. (laughs) For now, use what you've got. Because what you have at the moment is like a million times better than most of the recording studios uh, that were that ever existed in the fact that we have a huge arsenal of stuff. Yes, okay, it's not like vintage Abbey Road equipment, but at the end of the day, very few people in the world can tell the difference between an Abbey Road compressor and the Logic compressor. Very few people. And most of them are probably listening to this thinking, that Richard is a complete boop. Um, Anyway, do yourself a favour, guys. Save some money, save some energy, improve your creativity. I want to thank you so much for listening to me, whittling on as usual. I love you guys. You are awesome. And, you know, I'm getting so much love for this podcast. So that's probably why I'm going a bit, like, a bit hyper. Uh, So, yeah. Enjoy yourselves, guys, and I hope you're all safe and well. Although, this is probably going out by the time the lockdown is finished, but currently lockdown is in full swing. So, uh, take care, chaps. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. I have something really, really exciting to offer you. I've put all 12 of my trailer music courses into a bundle called the Ultimate Trailer Music Bundle. And I've put it on for a very, very special offer. Head on over to richardprin.com forward slash trailer music bundle to get your hands on this awesome deal.